0: You're welcome Chidi. It's good to be here, Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Chidi, and um, I've already been prayed for, so I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and take absolute control of everything that's going to be happening in the next 15-20 minutes. We surrender everything to you, we don't want any flesh, we ask that you will flow through us flow through me, speak through me, O God, and o God, my flesh die, as Christ is exalted and lifted up in our midst, this meaning in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Continuing our, our series on uh, the I Am statements, um, uh, the particular statement I will be uh, talking on today came up when Jesus was his disciples, he was just hanging out with them when um, he began a very difficult conversation with them. And this was over supper. And today, today we're going to be talking about what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6. And it's, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But before I begin, let me just tell you a little story. First of all, I just say thank you to Stella and uh, Allison and the worship team for preaching for me. And I can really just go back and sit down because they've said it all. Um, but um, my story is about a man who went to the Holy Land on a holiday, uh, took his wife and uh, mother in law. I'm sure you all know this. But uh, when they got there, things turned out for the worse. The mother in law became unwell, became unwell, came and died. So they contacted the undertaker, and the undertaker said two options bury her there for 500 plus or repatriate her for $5,000. Uh, the man said, no, I will repatriate her. The undertaker was really taken aback and said, but why would you do that? When, you know, you have a better option. And, and you know, he, he went, no, I'm not going to take that chances because 2,000 years ago, a man died on this particular place and resurrected, so I'm taking her back. So, so he's the same man that we're talking about this morning. Are you choking, Mons? (laughs) Okay, let's begin our Bible reading as we read from John chapter 14, verse 1 to 10. Thank you, Jack. It says, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, and um, I will receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we come the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. It's important that I had to read that so that we will understand the context of that statement. Jesus had just finished eating with his disciples and was having this very difficult conversation. He was preparing them for what was to come. He was preparing them and telling them that he was going to his father's house to prepare mansions for them. So that where he is, they will also be. He was preparing them for his death and for his resurrection. Which Vicky did preach last week. Without really him making it, to them how they would get there. But Thomas, being Thomas, you know, asked him where he was going and how they were going to get there. Because he hadn't given him any directions either. But if we're honest, we will all ask the same questions that Thomas did ask. You know, because he was just being carnal. You know, how do we get there? And then Jesus gave that response. When he, he was going back to his father's house, he was going to prepare a place for them, not just for his disciples, but all mankind. They were anxious. They were genuinely concerned how they were going to get to the father's house. Remember, he's been with them for three years. He did life with them. He wined with them. He dined with them. He worked with them. He served with them. And now he's a way to a place that they did not know, even though he said that they knew. So they were genuinely concerned. But what Jesus was telling them was that he was the GPSG father. He was the way to the father. So let's now dissect a little bit. Those statements, and I'm going to take them in three-pronged approach. Jesus the Way. The followers of Jesus Christ in those days they were referred to as the Way because Jesus preached a lot about the way to the kingdom of the Father, the and the narrow way. It wasn't until um, in Antioch that they were called Christians for the first time. Jesus was trying to tell them that He is the path, the root the door through which all must go through to the Father and ultimately to these mansions he was going away to prepare for them. They were filled with anxiety anxiety, and at the same time excitement. They had been with him all this while and he's going away and they don't really know where he he was going. Their thoughts were carnal, like I said earlier, and they were clearly and they did not understand. But when Jesus said, I am... I am, in Hebrew, Yahweh, the self-existing one. It means I, myself, and I alone. You see? When he referred to himself as I am, he's simply saying, there is no other way. The only path to heaven is myself, was himself, Jesus. And in John chapter 1, verse 51, the New Living Translation puts it this way. I tell you the truth. You will see who." open, and angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the stairway to heaven. Jesus is the stairway to heaven. The human nature likes to explore and experience. People are searching in best courts where we are, and I'm sure everywhere that you look at it to serve. People ask questions. They are really searching. They want to know the Father. They want to know how to go to heaven. And people think that, you know, they can get to heaven through religion, through their intellect, through science, and through, um, you know, other ways. But, but what they don't really know is that their options and their findings will only lead to deceit, disappointment, destruction, death. Jesus is the stay to heaven the only way to eternal life and other things that we might be searching for in life. Jesus is the ultimate solution to man's problems today. Not culture, not civilization, not religion, not science, not philosophy, only Jesus. Apostle Joshua Selman put it this way. He says, the Bible is a compendium of possibilities. There are ways but there is the way. The Bible is full of men who dared to do things differently, and they've all ended up with no side effects. And I couldn't agree more with that statement. You see, Jesus died for our sins, but he died not just for our sins, but he died as our sin. In um, 2 Corinthians 5.21, he says that for He had made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the consciousness of God in Christ. Amen. He became sin that we might go through him to the Father without blemish. That was what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary when he died. Let's look at Jesus' truth. In the vision of John in the book of Revelation, chapter 19, verse 13, it says, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. In John chapter 1, verses 1 to 2, it says, He was the one, he was the Word from the beginning who became flesh and dwelt amongst us. He is the source of all truth. And in John 17, 17, he states that sanctify them them thy truth, thy word is truth. In Psalm 119, he says, and thy law is truth. Jesus did not come to condemn the law, but to fulfill the law. Jesus is the incarnate word of God, and that is who he is. When he referred to himself as the way, he was just telling his disciples that he was the visual example of the father. If you want to know what God looks like, what he sounds like, what he talks like, then look at Jesus. When he said, I am the truth, he was just saying, I am God's opinion on all matters. The most valuable information worth trusting. In 1 John 5, verse 20, He says, and we know that the Son of God is come hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, even his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. And John 8, 31 to 32 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you and my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The word is the truth. So the word and the truth that we know, that is what makes us free. Not what we have in our heads, but it's what we have in our minds, in there. That's what sets us free. Jesus is a representation, is the exact representation of God in its entirety. He was just saying that, you know, he is God that we see. He is the living word. That's the answer to every question that we're seeking. You know, life will dare you in the face with so many challenges, but the truth, it will take the truth to build a wall of fortification. The truth, you know, that is what will help you to overcome the hard knocks of life. So if you want to overcome those hard knocks of life, Jesus, the word of God, the truth, that is your answer. Let's look at the life. Jesus was telling his disciples that he was going to die and at the same time telling them that he was the life. So which one is it? <laughs> was he trying to confuse them? No, he wasn't. He was just trying to let them know that he was the resurrection and the life. Vicky preached on this last week. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And if we believe in him, even though we die, we live forever. The truth is that we never really die. We live on. As Christians, we do live on. Everybody lives on, actually. But where we spend eternity is the most important aspect of life. And eternal life is what Jesus is offering us. The choice really is ours. Where we spend eternity is ours. Let's look at a few scriptures to help us with this. John 17 Uh, Verse 3 says, and this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. John 20, verse 31 also states that these are written that they might believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and that believing ye might live life through his name. God sent Jesus to redeem us from our sins. All we need to do is believe in Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection, and we shall be saved and we shall have eternal life. In Romans 6, 23, it states this clearly. It says, for the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So he told them he was going you know, uh, um, you know, he was the life because he planned to deliver them from that life of bondage to a life of liberty, a life of freedom, so that they too can have eternal life. And without life, without Christ really, life is meaningless. Alice mentioned that this morning. Life is meaningless. It's empty. We know that, you know, for with God is the fountain of life. And in his life, In his light, we see light. So we see life through Jesus Christ. If we look elsewhere, darkness. And this is the testimony that God is giving us eternal life. And this life is in his son, Jesus Christ. He who has the son has life. And he who does not have the son does not have life. It's just as simple as that. In the Bible commentary, You know, he puts it this way. When Jesus says, I am the life, he was just telling them that he is uh, 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 telling his disciples and to the entire mankind that he was the eternal life, the possessor, the author, the creation, the giver, and the prince of life. Jesus is life. So let me conclude. I've only got 15 minutes, so I'm just, forgive me if I seem to be rushing, but I just need to get to the end. So in conclusion, Jesus is saying to all of us today that life is found in him alone, the author of creation. You know, he came from the Father. We sung that. He came from the Father and he went back to the Father. And he is coming back again in his glory. To take those who have accepted him as the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. A few weeks ago, Pastor Rose preached about Jesus as the door. And I think Stella also mentioned it. People who try to go any other way through the sheep pen, they are referred to as thieves and robbers. And that's in John chapter 10. So Jesus being, I am, means that he is still I am today. He said to Moses, tell them uh, that I am, that I am. He does not change. He is the same from beginning to end that is the god we serve that is the god we you know that that we follow and if you haven't know or if you don't know him this is what you're going to get when you say yes to jesus so the truth is really that jesus is lord he doesn't change his promises are yea and they are amen he is the absolute truth the embodiment of the godhead and if and you know we know that he cannot lie so if we if he says he has gone to prepare a place for us that's exactly what he has gone to do and he's coming back to take us to those mansions that he promised his disciples and also all of us today so Jesus is truly the stairway to heaven there is no other way he is also the way to that breakthrough that you're looking for in life he's also the way to that job that you're looking for in life he's also the way to to uh, uh, um, that abundant life that we all desire and crave is through Jesus Christ. He is the incarnate Logos, the incarnate word of God. And he demonstrated this method and motive of holy living when he died and resurrected from the dead. He, Jesus brings life and life to the full, to everything. So if you carry Jesus, wherever you go, you take life. Nothing will die around you. Anything that dies around you has to come back to life because you carry Jesus in you. Let me finish with this. It's a statement I made before, but it got my attention. And it says that he is truly the life eternal, the giver of life, the possessor, the author, the captain, the prince of peace. And because he lives, we live also. Praise the Lord. I just want to say, if you don't have Jesus in your life, this is your time. If you're not sure, this is your time. I'm quite happy to lead you in a simple prayer, but apart from that, I know that some of us have um, other problems and other issues, and there are chairs lined up there. So please don't go away without asking for prayers today. But if you do want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't already, would you just quickly slip up your hand if, you, if there's anyone here? Otherwise, I'll just pray for us. And then we'll go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I, want, I just want to thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord, that you have been with us. Thank you that truly you are the giver of life. Truly you are the way. There's no other way. Only you. And we look to you, Lord. The Bible says in the book of uh, uh, um, Romans chapter 5, verse 5, it says, hope he maketh not ashamed. So when we put our trust and our hope in you, we know that on that day, we will never be disappointed. We know where we are going. Thank you, Lord, that our mansions are being prepared. And when you come back, Lord, you will receive us to yourself. We look forward to that. Help us, Lord, as we wait to prepare our hearts, our homes, and the lives of people around us. Be with each and every one of us. Fill everyone afresh, Lord. Give us, Lord, that, that hunger for your presence, the hunger to seek you and to seek you only. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And let me just use this opportunity to ask, if you are interested in joining us in Bescott, please see me. Uh, Bookie is here, or John Oliver, I think it's three of us, and Pat is here too, so um, thank you very much for having me, God bless you.